Boyle Sports proudly sponsors the Greenwood and Mulliner Show. Join today and get £20 in free bets at boylesports.com. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone, welcome back to Newcastle Fans TV. It's nearly Christmas, we're six weeks away. We've got the three wise men back again, Sam Mulliner and Lee Lawler. What a day to be at Newcastle United. Well, the last couple of days has been absolutely busy. Very, very busy. Eddie Howe's been appointed and today was his press conference. I'm here with the lads to talk all things Eddie Howe press conference news. Um, I think first things first, good evening to you both, Sam and Lee. Lee, we'll start with you. First impressions, I thought he was very, very impressive. We'll go into detail what he said, but on the whole, very impressive. I think I'm in love. And that's what I think I am. <laughs> I think I've turned. He's <laughs> not the elegant man, is he? And I had a thing for ESM, and now it's anyhow. Just, just, uh, just reminded me like Mr. Bond today. Just, just casually, go, he's going to go walk in a, in a casino and just kill everyone. And he literally killed it today, literally. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing. It's buzzing. I've got that good feel factor about the manager. And it's like, and for the first time, like going back to Rafa, I listen to what he's saying. And I want to learn. He's, I feel like he's educated us again, but like how Rafa did. If Johan Kabai isn't going to turn you, then no one is, let's face it. But I, I, I fully agree. It is Press conferences are actually interesting again, and they're worth listening to, not just, well, we've got to dust ourselves down and, you know, if we have a bit of luck here and there, we can we can maybe nick a point because the team we're playing are very good. There's there's there's, there's genuine, like, like the good comparison to, to Rafa, how he used to speak. It was it was interesting. It was <clears throat> it was full of little little interesting nuggets and yeah, really really impressed, really impressed. Uh, first question was from Keith Downey from Sky Sports, and the, the question was, how do you feel being the head coach of some would describe as the richest club in the world? Lee, what a question to start off with. But he was just immensely proud. He was fantastic to be head coach and a very privileged position. I know it's all words, but it's the words you want to hear. It is. It's. I mean, when you when a manager speaks, we always listen when it's a first time manager, isn't it? Um, I think I think he's been briefed briefly about obviously the human rights stuff, which we'll come in a second. Um, but yeah, he's. I think he's. He, well, we'll hear from the clips. He goes on to say, "I've waited for this moment to come." So he's been waiting, and I don't know if I'm. Am I lagging, lads? A little bit. Right, carry on. Just before, I think it's important people should know that just before we came on, you were bragging about your new internet and its speed. <laughs> it's, webcam. It's, the <laughs> it's the webcam. Just, 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 just for balance, I thought it was important to share that because he was giving it large, wasn't he? No comment. Um, Sam Mulder, <laughs> um, positive start after two days of training. Um, it's an incredible moment for him. And he wanted to thank the board for trusting him with a really, really important project, a really important job. It is a really important job. And I think listening to him, I think he understands the seriousness of what he's about to be uh, to be doing in terms of the next six to nine months in terms of keeping Newcastle in this division. Oh, yeah. I mean, whoever Newcastle were going to hire, it was going to be a risk. Whoever Eddie Howe was going to go to next, it was going to be a risk because his stock had, all right, all all in all, he did a magnificent job at Bournemouth. You can't question that. But his stock naturally lowered a bit because of the relegation. Um, so, you know, before then he was being touted to a job for one of the greedy six. So now it's time for him to to really prove himself he's come back refreshed he he mentioned in his presser that he's had a year over a year out he wanted the year out to to go and to to learn and to rebuild and 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 learn because he's still what is he 40 42 yeah which is still that. still still a bit that's, that's that's a baby in management speak really so he's he's got such longevity left in the game and it was really encouraging and he's up for the challenge. He's raring to go. We saw that yesterday, arriving at the training ground before 7am where you two would still be uh, in bed. 
and it was just great to see. And like again, another example of um, how stupid some sections of the media <coughs> talk sport can be when you know we expect that world and everything in it, but the reality was every single one of us was buzzing because our manager turned up for work in the morning during an international break. <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, that, that, that's remarkable, isn't it? Like the levels of excitement because a manager is in before seven o'clock. I, I must have Eddie just beat me to work that day. I was in at five to seven. Um, from you say you say Sam is a forty-two year old manager from one forty-two year old to another forty-two year old Lee Lawler. Um, <laughs> Keith Downey said, "Why Newcastle United?" And very, very yes, I thought you were forty-two, Johnny. Not far off. Absolutely done you there. Um, Keith Downey, why Newcastle United? Lee, um, everything felt right. The size, the history of the club the plans for the future, but the most important phrase, are right, it was the perfect fit. Look, let's not be, let's not beat around the bush. He's turned around, he turned down the Celtic job in the summer. So yeah. why is this the perfect fit? I think it's being sold the project. I was saying last night's stream, I think Stavely uh, sold him the project. I think he's looked at it and think, the only way is up really, because if we, I, I, I can't say it's going down now, we've got Eddie Howe and what he said. I think we will, as long as we stay in touch with, that leads in the Watfords of this world, keep in with a game or two, and then January comes, he knows that there's money coming. Um, I think it's being sold, the project, and I think it's like a bit like Um and I, Emery was earlier on this week, but I, I think the communication wasn't fully there. But I think the dialogue with Eddie Howe has been longer from what it seems, and I reckon he's watched us a good three or four times in the last month. Uh, I think it's just down to that. That's all I think it's down to. He's been sold the subject, the, the subject, not the subject, the project. But he also went on to say, when he was on the interview with Monday Night Football, he mentioned that we'd love to have a club that are nuts, the city's nuts about the football club. Liverpool, you mentioned Liverpool, it's very similar to Newcastle, where all the, all the people just talk about the football. And I think he's been sold that idea. I think that's a very good point. Um, this is a one club city so um, it, it's very very unique for him what he's going into because he's never really had this like Bournemouth and Burnley no disrespect to the two teams that he's managed previously in particular different scale massive massive scale do you think he's ready for that well the, the point I made earlier was that this is this is the time now to really show what he's um, made of this is he he was the next big thing in English manager terms so now he's got to go and prove it. This is this is like he said himself, a good fit. It's the right club at the right time. If he can keep us up, his stock rises, and then who knows? He has a blank checkbook to work with in the summer, and then the investment's going to carry on with all aspects of the club. And it's what any proper football man, any proper football manager wants to do. And it's that opportunity to to oversee a complete rebuild and to to build not just a team but a whole football club. Um and that's that's what Newcastle United has needed for 14 years, a complete rebuild from top to bottom because it's been absolutely massacred in the in particularly in the in the last decade. And what I will say is because um just to kind of not backtrack but to to back up what I said because you know last week we were sat here thinking Unai Emery was going to be our manager and we were all giving it the good evening. Me more than most. but And I said it might be a bit embarrassing to get Howe in because it's taken so long. And I do stick by that. If you were going to bring Howe in, I, I probably would have done it sooner and not waited so long, not waited, what, three games for Graham Jones to have. But at the end of the day, I'm right behind him. Everyone's right behind him. We've all got to be right behind him, and that that Brentford game, St James's Park, is going to be absolutely electric again. Yeah, make sure you like this video as well. Get your comments in. We'll get all the best comments throughout tonight's stream as well. Big thanks to our sponsor, Boyle Sports, as well. If you want to make sure get any bets, we've got some fantastic offers on BoyleSports.com as well. Uh, Lee, the elephant in the room, and I think we should just kind of get this out of the way and kind of go back to talking about football. Is the human rights? He had a couple of questions, and I think you've got a clip on it, haven't you? Yeah, let's have a look. Now, for me, this was a football decision. I'm absolutely delighted to be manager of Newcastle, and that's my only focus. As I said earlier, 
my focus is football, running the team, um, managing the players. That's all I'm going to talk about and that's all I'm going to think about. As I said, I'm going to repeat myself. It's about football for me. That's all I'm going to concern myself with. From what that sounds like, yeah, from what it sounds like, he, he's not he's not even entertaining the conversation. He's just going to shut it down. I would imagine that anyhow, if that's brought up again, post match, pre match, whatever interviews of TV media, I think he'll just stay. I think he's been advised to say that as well. I don't think it's just from him. I think he's smart enough to know that as well. Don't get me wrong, but I think he'll just shut it down. It's not it's not his place to talk about that. Yeah, straight bats. Just like I say, just get on with the football, and that's what he said. Sound didn't he? Yeah, um, completely echo that. I'm just not. I was going to say I'm, I'm just not interested in that whole side of things. Which broadly, I'm not because when it comes to this, I'm a football fan. I, I obviously human rights is incredibly important, and and I know you should keep politics out of football, but that's not always possible. I have my own views, of course I do, but like Eddie Howe said, just talk about football. <laughs> this is a football channel. We're not, I mean, let Amnesty International do their thing. Good luck to them. I'm not against what they do in any way, shape or form and and this, that and the other, but I want Newcastle United to stay up and do well. That's all. Moving swiftly on, let's go back to football, Lee. He talked about having good conversations with the owners, a good vision but the importance of a short-term fix. What is the short-term fix of everything, not necessarily just staying up? Well, obviously on the pitch, you've just got to, for me, there's a lot of games. And I was talking to Brandy the other day, and you've got that many games in December, Newcastle could be mid-table. It's mad saying that right now, where we are, because you've got like seven games or something, but then it could flip. On the other side, we could be cut further adrift. I think for the time being, in this period where Eddie Howe, it's come in. You've just got to stay in touch with 16, 17 position. I think that's the short, short aim for the time being. And then in January, you've got to get rid of the deadwood. We've got a lot of players for me who are average on that pitch a lot. You're talking seven or eight people in two years' time won't be starting for Newcastle United. They won't. I can only say Dubravka potentially if he gets back to in the number one. Willock. And then you say ASM and Wilson. I, I can't really see anyone else in the squad and include the local lads in that. Um, that's the short term on the pitch. I think off the pitch, it's got to be commercial. It has to be. If we look at, look at the commercial side of things and the stadium and the training ground, investment in youth football and so on. See, I don't think you'll see masses and masses of business in January because it's such a difficult window to do proper business in. And then, of course, you don't really want to do too much because then the squad's got a bed in and gel as well. So then you're almost sacrificing five or six games for, for new lads to come in. The business has to be done as soon as possible in January, don't get me wrong. But th- th- I think for t- an overhaul of the squad will get done at the end of the season. I, th- I think you can't go about shifting everyone out and bringing a whole new six, seven, eight players in in January because it, it could so easily backfire. And then you've got lads in on big contracts with no doubt relegation clauses in there. Um, and then you're back to square one. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's incredibly important to, um, like how said in his press conference, and this was the big thing that I took away, is um, working with the players he's got there. Because there's 10 games before... Thank you, Adam Headley-Smith. Um, there, there's 10 games to go before that transfer window. And what he said was, because he had a, a transfer embargo during his time at Bournemouth, he was used to working with what he's got and getting the maximum out of his players and blood, sweat and tears and getting sacri- sacrifices and pouring every ounce of sweat you can in, into the into the cause. And that that's what um, turned me on the most, I suppose, because these next 10 games are huge. Look at the, Look at the next three home games. That has to be nine points. Because of the, that's the reality of the situation we're in. Uh, Brentford, Burnley, Norwich at home, that has to be nine points. Yeah, that is really, really important. A big thanks to Adam for that uh, super chat. Again, if you want to get them in, by all means, that'd be greatly, greatly appreciated as well. A uh, question from Sean Wayne is this delayed. The last time I heard a manager speak like that in a press conference was KK. Uh, it was when KK signed for Newcastle as manager for the first time. Very similar circumstances, to be honest. 
Uh, what can you tell us about that daily? I don't, I've seen I've seen the replays of it. <laughs> Mind you, my was ninety five, ninety six season. See where we're going here. Night Charlie stitching me up. So um, I've seen the reruns of it and seen him walking in. Um, but it, I reflect back to when I look at press comments. Let's face it, when you they're all pretty boring. They're all the usual standard stuff you get asked about the opposition you get asked about injuries you get asked about form and i haven't we used to do videos on them johnny if you remember we used to do press conference on rafa benitez because he was so interesting and and quite clever and how he used to bring the fans in i don't think anyhow we'll play the fans card as much i think you'll just say how it is look such and such wasn't playing well yesterday because the right back of the opposition had pace for example he'll tell us straight why he didn't play i think you know not not well, you know, we'll give it a go, we'll have a crack, and let's hope we'll get out, and the opposition are great, and none of that. I think he's a very, very articulate and very detailed manager, a bit like Rafa, and he's been, you know, he's lined up for the Arsene Wenger job, and Arsene Wenger sing, says high praises of how. So I'm looking forward, because we are a football channel, and we've had a lot of politics to talk about, which nobody really wants to. You know, I want to talk about the next winger coming through or the next signing or didn't he play well or didn't didn't we play full at the back and that's that's what we do as a football channel. You want to talk about football, not politics. Yeah, hundred percent I can only echo that. Um Sam, he's confident of staying up, but he's not making any promises. Is that a safe sentence? Yeah, because he ain't fucking stupid. Um, yeah, of course it is. Look, we all know the reality of the situation we're in. It'd be stupid to say, yeah, we'll stay up, no bother. Let's just crack on and just, you know, vibe it. There's a lot of work to be done. We are in serious trouble. And teams at the bottom, along with us, are making changes, even Aston Villa. Funny how, like, Dean Smith, just out of work and... Didn't really get criticised for being sacked, but he's been linked to Norwich and someone else hasn't been who used to be. Did, did Steve Bruce used to be club captain at Norwich? Anyway, I digress, <laughs> to use my catchphrase. Um, but look, teams down the bottom are making changes and, and improving. Um, we've obviously done the same. There's there's a lot of work to be done. So he's, he's just, play, again... Realism, realistic expectations. Of course, you've got to be confident to stay up. I believe we do have the squad to stay up. I know our squad's not the best, but it's exactly the same squad that finished 12th last season. Lee, for myself, this is a question there saying, are you still not happy that we, we've got Eddie then? I still think there is a, there's a doubt that he guarantees you safety, but he is impressing me with everything that he's doing and saying, like the little things he's seen from the club in terms of training sessions and just general improvement is, is absolutely fantastic. And I know it's only two training sessions in, but is he kind of changing the doubters to believers very early on? I wanted Eddie Howard, Brendan Rodgers as the realistic manager to come in. The Hollywood ones I said on the overlap was like Mancini and Venga and stuff, but Eddie Howe, I think it's a safe option to bring in at the minute. Um, the question is that already he's come in 10 to 7 in the morning and you've got players who are looking knackered. I've seen George Shelby looking like I've seen Carl Dahl or a goalkeeper, a fucking goalkeeper looking like that. So it can only be, he said he's going to work them hard. It can only be positive things for us. It can only be us, us as fans because I think Eddie Howe will say we are going to attack you. So when we're playing Manchester City, we all think, oh, fucking hell, man. Five at the back, part of the bus. At least they can go we know what we're going to accept. Accept, yeah. We're going to. We he, we, we know Eddie Howe is going to go attack the left back Cancelo, even if he's a world class defender. We know that we've got that bit of hope going into a game. It's a totally different mm-hmm. mindset. I think you'll see it pretty quick. And he's got this two weeks to work with a lot of the players. I know there's five or six that are away in national duty, but a lot of them, like the ESMs, your Miggies, and Wilson, you know, you work with. And I'm looking forward to Brentford and kind of wait. No, I, w- I want that game to be now. I want it to be now. Yeah. No, no, we've yeah. got England Albania on Friday and the San Marino game on Monday. Um, <laughs> that's just, that's American Steve. Even I'm like this at the minute. You know, I don't mind watching England, but even I'm kind of going Only nine more sleeps. <laughs> yeah, like Christmas. Yeah, honestly, honestly. Um, we've got another clip of anyhow. Um, Lee, surprise me. Put anyone you want on. Tell them about living in the North East or something. Yeah, this is about him becoming Toon Boss. Well, it feels fantastic to be 
um, head coach of Newcastle. I'm absolutely honoured, privileged. It's an incredible moment in my life. Um, and judging by the reaction I've had and how the two days of training has gone, um, it's been a really positive start. So I'd like to thank um, everyone who supported me and um, the board here for, for trusting in me in this important job. Everything just felt right. It, um, it really did. I mean, the, the pull of the club is huge. Um, the size of the club, the history of the club, um, obviously the new ambitious uh, plans, um, the new owners when meeting them, um, knowing some of the players, the squad. It, I just thought it was a perfect fit for me. Sam, perfect fit? I think so. I mean, look, no one guarantees your safety to to jump on your point that you made earlier. I mean, look, we all thought Rafa Benitez guaranteed us safety, but that didn't happen. Although, you know, that one probably did come a bit too late. But no one, it, it, it's a risk, whoever we would have got, whether it had been Emery, Howe, Lampard, whoever, Conte, and Wenger as Lee's uh, hopeful one, or Martinez. I'd, and speaking of which, I'd sooner ready how than Roberto Martinez every day of the week. So, no, I didn't see Martinez. Just, just to be clear, I didn't see Martinez. No, you said Arsene Wenger, which was like complete pie in the sky. But why? Uh, not I know, you, I know, you said Eddie Howe on the overlap. So let's let's give you some credit. It's not like you said Unai Emery in um, on on Five Live. But um, yeah, what was the question, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> um, I like this little phrase he says, yeah, he re-educated himself, Lee. Now, every football manager will have their own self-belief that they can do the job at a really, really good standard. But maybe in this 18-month spell that he hasn't had a job, he's gone, well, how can I improve myself? How can I make sure that I'm even better than I was before and even surprise other people? I really like that because not many people would even just even say that in a press conference. They'll kind of, a lot of old managers go, look, I've got this track record, I've got promotions, I've done X, Y, and Z. Yeah, he's took a time away. He's been a Bournemouth for how long has he been since? I mean, he finished playing when he was 29 because of an injury and he was kind of thrust on, he has a job and he, was, he doubted himself even back then, thought, am I the right guy? You probably do suffer a burnout with some, at some extent if you're doing 12-hour stints five times a week, six six times a week. Sometimes you might, you might have to do seven if there's two or three games in a week. So he's gone himself away. He's admitted that, you know, not so much neglected his kids. He wanted to see his kids a lot more growing up, time for his partner. And I, and I totally respect that. And I think we all do as family men. Um, you need time for your family as well. And he's took it away. The Celtic job, does he want to go to the Scottish Premier League? Is it a test from no disrespect? It's not because he'll win majority of the games there. So Newcastle one is a challenge because ooh, this is tasty. You know, he's got to turn it around. He's got to win games, change the style of football. He knows the fan base are fanatical. He knows that there's improvements coming. It can only go that way. It can only go up. You have got a clip actually, Lee, on why he had a break. Let's get this and get this on and get everybody to listen to what he had to say about them. I said I was going to take a year out, so this is internally, obviously not, not publicly. It was, I'm going to take a year. I'm not going to take a job. It didn't matter what job came up in that year. I felt I needed to reset, recharge and re-educate myself and take myself away from the, the thought of taking a job and commit to uh, my family for a period of time and then commit to uh, coming back better. And that's always been, even in work, that's been my focus, self-improvement. Um, doing that on a day-to-day -day basis while in work. But I think it's much clearer when you're out of work, when you're out of the emotions that football management can bring. And you can um, take yourself away into a different place mentally. Um, I've had some fantastic visits. Once COVID rules allowed, I was, I've been out and about here, there and everywhere. And I think I sit here now a better manager than I was, even though people would say we've been out of the game and question that. But for me, I'm more relevant and more in touch than I've ever been in terms of what's going on at the top level. That's what you want to hear. Um, Sam, he went on to say, I want to try and get the best out of the tools I have. And because the question was about the money in terms of the January transfer window and getting players in. And he mentioned the fact when he was at Bournemouth, he was under a transfer embargo. Now I know it was League One or League Two at the time. But 
it just shows because we might be the richest club in the world, he still wants to try and improve us in different ways. And he's going to have to in the next eight, nine games where we've got until January at the very earliest. Yeah, so before he's got 10 games before the transfer window opens, so he has to. And he has to, and there's some big, big games in them next 10 games. So, look, we're, we're going to be anticipating, as funny you put that comment up now about systems, we're going to be anticipating the personnel changes he's going to make, because I would expect a couple, um, what system he's going to go with. Um but I love that. It's um, in the clip we just played there. It's it's always looking to improve, never standing still. I think one of his visits, I'm led to believe he went um, with Simeone to um, Atletico Madrid and spent some time with him there, which is brilliant because he's one of the best around at the moment. Look at the job he's done at Atletico Madrid. Amazing. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's always striving to to improve and not standing still, which, again was what Newcastle have been doing for the past 10 to 14 years, standing still, doing nothing. But it's a complete new era in the boardroom. It's a complete new era in the manager's office. There's just one thing left, which will happen hopefully at the end of the season, if not before, is to get them freaking Sports Direct signs down. <laughs> Let's get them off, man. That's, I think everybody would just would do it for charity, like get all of them off and like do the work. I, mean, I know they're live streaming like cat cases and... Um, today's press conference was live streamed. You live stream them signs coming down, and you will get every Newcastle fan on earth tuning in to watch that. My word! I think you get loads of donations. Definitely. Yeah, it's a shame um, they should have done it this week with it being bonfire night. <clears throat> <laughs> Definitely. Um, Lee, he's more educated. He's better organised, and in terms of actually the training sessions, he's got more of a digital format of how he wants to do these training sessions as well. Um, it's the little things in the long run that could make a massive difference, isn't it? Attention to detail, isn't it? That's what it down to. You look at the last night's stream, I was highlighting just set pieces. Remember that goal that Harry Wilson scored against us at St. James' Park? We are like, great goal, that. And remember Ryan Fraser's involved in that. Callum Wilson's involved in that off the ball. So he's got attention to detail. And like I say, he spends 12 hours a day in there's only a certain amount of time you can spend with the players before you go away and do your research and just small things. Um, I like that. I like that's none of this, you, you know, Steve Bruce. And even even simple things like when we say Eddie Howe with a whistle pointing, saying that's not, a, that's not a criticism. Let's show you something different. It's spinning that in a positive. Whereas you've seen it with Steve Bruce. He'd have his arms behind his back and we just watch. And he just do a little stroll. And it's like, that's not motivating the players or, or the fan base. It's like, but already seeing Eddie Howe's getting involved, and you've seen that meme, I'll be ready. And he's, and he's involved in all of that. And it's already, it's, it's, it's only one or two days, and I think you'll see more of it. And I think what you will find as well from the media team at the club, I think you will see a lot more that how allows, that is, training sessions to be put on. I think you'll see a lot more, because we don't really get it at the club. We don't get it on YouTube. I think you'll see loads more. Not Not like fully exposing the tactics, but just putting on a free training session for the for the fans to have a look at online. We normally see that with like in the school holidays where they'll do like a training session at the, at the ground and see more of that. But I get what the media side of things. You see, like Bournemouth had the mic them up, and yeah. he was he was telling like, he was talking about what he was doing um, as the training session was going along. And I actually watched that video today, and he actually um, when he was I think they were in Spain or Portugal on a training session, and there was a former Newcastle manager he met at the end of the video. Anybody know who it was? Well, on on the video, yeah, former Newcastle manager. Okay, in the comments, if you know this, if you've seen I'm that video, familiar. whilst you're all working that out, I mean, shout out Marky Pickard who who did the um, the meme of Eddie Howe to, set to to Baywatch, which Lee was on about there. It was just ah, uh, I was perfect. Um, <laughs> who 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 was that? Ex, ex, Sooness. It's not McLaren, no. is this? No. Tom Lynch, well done, Mr. Lynch. Dalglish. Sir Kenny Dalglish, yeah. I think he was just on his holidays because the only question he really asked him was um, he was playing golf later on and and then the video kind of ended. But um, from one former Newcastle manager to a future Newcastle manager, right? Um, An interesting question from the um, Associated Press, Sam, was the Michael Edwards departure from Liverpool and the rumours circulating... Potentially, he could be at Newcastle now. 
For anyone that doesn't know who Michael Edwards is, he's made he's been at local for ten years. He'll be leaving at the end of the season, and he's really transformed in terms of the transfer side of things. And they've got some absolute bargains. They've got rid of players for big, big money. Jordan now, Dominic Solanke being two players that you could potentially Don't mention. mention them. Don't mention them. <laughs> yeah, but you could you could mention Thiago on peanuts per year. Diogo Jota, good you know good value for money as well. So. There's been some good, what good, uh, good bits of business, bad bits of business, and he has been linked. That was shut down by Paul Joyce as well, son. Um, but there is more. There was potentially more than something to meet the eye, but it, something more to meet the eye, I should say. But that that kind of question isn't going to go away, and Eddie Howe is going to have to deal with that. And I think even Michael, if I pronounce that, Imanalo. Yeah. Know, whatever, I can't really pronounce that. I do apologise. Well, this is this is what you're going to get next. This is what you're going to get next. Now it's it's how this whole backroom kind of football structure is is going to work because Newcastle haven't had that for years. It's just Lee Charnley plate spinning, and a lot of plates were getting smashed. So, I mean, we haven't had a director of football since. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Would Gordon Milne have been our last director of football? Like the days of Sir Bobby Robson. It's interesting. His job title, though, Eddie Howe's head coach again, similar to what Bruce is. Yeah, I did notice that and wonder. But you're going to see these kind of appointments now that European um, style. Yeah, exactly, and they're a positive. It's not so much European style anymore. It's just the way the game's gone. Every every kind of proper football club has got this system set in place. I mean, we again, we haven't we haven't been a proper football club for so many years now under Mike Ashley. So it's just it's just a natural I mean, it's not an evolution, it's just a natural part of the revolution that that that's happening at St James's at the moment and I'm all for it. So there's there's is it your plenty preferred way of that now? Even though you're is it, what? Is it, is it your, would it be your preferred way if you were, if you were in charge of Newcastle would you want the head coach and the sporting director or would you like maybe Back in the day, like the manager, if you like that phrase, but like what I believe was given. You can't micromanage these days. There's just too much stuff going on. But I do believe the manager has to have the final say on transfers because he, the manager, will know whether or not that particular player will fit into the manager's style of play. I mean, look at Man United signing Sancho. I'd, I'd hold that up as a, as a prime example. Who knows if Solskjaer had the final say with that? Because that lad is being ruined. Is he worth a cheeky bid in the summer? I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but 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 I hold that up as an example where you know you, that everyone has to work together. So Edwards is someone that how respects and has a has a lot of time for. But there's 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 so many names been linked, hasn't there? So many names, and I'm. It will continue to happen until appointments are made. Speaking of which, there's not been any news on Agnew and Clements yet, has there? No, no he, he, I was just going to mention, it was actually the next thing on my list, uh, Lee. Jason Tyndall, Stephen Purchase, Simon Weatherstone and Dan Hodgson have been announced that they'll be on the backroom team. Graham Jones, he's absolutely delighted to be working with Graham Jones. Um, the fact that you know he's had somebody that knows how what's been going along in terms of the players he's had those the last three games in, in sole charge until Eddie Howe's walked through the door. Really, really happy with that. But nothing mentioned on Stephen, uh, Steve Agnew, Stephen Clements or Simon Smith, the goalkeeping coach. I would imagine Simon Smith would be kept, would be kept on. You would um, think so. You would think so. Um, Good dude. So Agnew and Clements, I would, I would imagine, when I was listening to the, um, the press conference earlier on this afternoon, the... the uh, Lee Marshall did say there will be an announcement in due course in regards to the coaching team. So I think that statement, let's just say it's getting prepared probably in the next 24 to 48, 48 hours, I can imagine. Get gone. Simple as that. Get rid of the mal. Do you reckon Simple Ben Dawson's that? in danger? No. <laughs> no, I, th- I mean, you could always move him. It sounds like a demotion going back to the youth development. That's where he was good at. But um, mm. there's two Steves, get rid of them. And in it was just in if a case that Graham Jones would went, I wouldn't be against that either. Just you just gotta get get I can understand Graham Jones staying because he's positive, he's a great coach, he's obviously worked with England and what have you. So there is something about him. But if if men get rid of all the Bruce, I would be all for it, the whole lot of them, the whole shebang, because it needs Fair. a clean 
clean yeah, sweep just, for me. Yeah, Sam, just, just on the Graham Jones point, do you agree or disagree with what Leeds said about getting rid of him? Because surely he was better when he wasn't in, in sole charge. He was better when he was probably giving advice to yeah. other coaches, other managers in terms of over the years, Martinez's, uh, Gareth Southgate, Steve yeah, Bruce, no, and my, my, my stance on Graham, Jane, Graham Jones has never fluctuated. I Fantastic coach. I would keep him, absolutely, 100% keep him. I just didn't want him anywhere near in charge of first team affairs. But coach, absolutely yes, spot on. Good good bloke. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 24 or 40 hours if, um, in terms of the coaching staff and see what gets announced uh, in the next uh, few days. Uh, Lee, let's get another clip. We're going to uh, listen to Eddie Howe talk about the aims for Newcastle United. Yeah, this is Eddie Howe on uh, the team. We've had some really good conversations. I've been very, very impressed by their vision of the club. But to be honest, I haven't delved into that too much because it's all about the short term. Um, obviously, the position of the team. And we need to, to try and address that very quickly and move up the league. And the aim is to stay in the league, is to avoid relegation. That's what I'll be working towards. And that, that's really my, my main focus at the moment. Everything else can wait for another day. Absolutely confident that we can. But I make no promises on that. All I can do is lead the, the club as a, to the best of my abilities. Uh, I'll give everything to the job. I'll commit 100% every single day to try and bring success to Newcastle for, for everybody connected with the club. I believe we have the ability within the squad with the players to achieve that aim. Um, but it's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice and suffering in, in terms of the players giving everything that they have um, to try and commit uh, to the, the objective that we need. That was Eddie Howe talking about the aims, especially short-term, about Newcastle United and how he's going to really work the players in particular. You can actually hear in his voice, it's a bit croaky as well. Um, obviously, he's shouting at the players working hard. and Obviously, he has said, he, watched, he has watched Newcastle quite a bit. He has watched a lot of football in the last 18 months. But he wants to be brave attacking football, front three on the front foot, so that'd be interesting to see. In terms of his family, Lee, they're all moving up to the northeast, as he said, all in. Well, it got to, got to, even Rafa Benitez didn't really settle, I know he stayed over one or two nights, mm-hmm. but Benitez didn't stay local. Um, it did on a game day and stuff, he would stay over in a hotel and stuff, but there hasn't been anybody in Bruce, you might say. Might, I don't know if Bruce has got a house in Newcastle, but obviously he's got a big one down in the Cheshire area. Um, but there hasn't been a manager for a while, really, that's stayed around. And every time, and it goes back to even just even back to players. Michael Owen didn't even live in the area. He used to fly, didn't he? Same Matt Ritchie doesn't anymore. I know. There's loads of them. Well, we see Matt Ritchie when we came out with Wolves, didn't he? Didn't we? Um, getting in the car, heading down south. But yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, that tells me he's here for the long term. Because why would you ship your family at the other, other end? And we are talking, literally, the other end of the country. So I'm all for it, mate. And then obviously his kids will have to get an education. Uh, I'm not sure what his missus does, but, you know, Eddie Howe's a billionaire. You can't underestimate just how big a deal that is. It's massive. You, 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 it is. And that goes to show you the support that he's got with his family. Because he's literally moving them to the other end of the country. And that's a big, big thing. And we're not talking like 20 miles. It's, you're talking 300 miles north. It's a big, big thing for his family to back him. Yeah, it's like to be honest with you, Lee. It's like somebody trying to move from the Midlands to the Northeast, and you know, prepare <laughs> to like take chances. You on, won't do on, it on, on something potent, on something massive. But you know, I would if I got the manager's job. I don't. I didn't. Did you think we were talking about you? Did you? Yeah, but it wasn't about Carl, Carl, was it? Not about Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Sam, that is a big, big statement, and. It'll be a bit of a culture shock to him. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Bournemouth to the northeast. Yes, we have a couple of beaches, but it's it's. it's I'm be sure everything. you will welcome him in your Nando's with open arms. You'll give him twenty percent discount. You'll give him a Nando's black card. I'm sure you know everything will be broadly fine. I'll sort his sky. That was uncalled for. That was. Did Leo sort his sky out? That's that's it's all good. I was going to say something else, but Boyle Sports are a proud sponsor of Newcastle Fans TV. And yeah. anyway, moving on. Um, Sam, no, in all seriousness now, in terms of day-to-day life in the area, in Newcastle, in Bournemouth, he's not going to get random people every two seconds going, what, uh, did you, what did you think of Saturday? And like, what do you think about this Saturday? 
what do you think about this player, that player? Everywhere he goes now, it will be, there's Newcastle manager. Oh, I've got to speak to him. I've got to get a selfie X, Y, and Z. Do you think that, that impact, how quickly do you think he can actually get used to that? Because some managers haven't really coped with that over the years. Makes your breaks, yeah. Um, th- this is the thing. Um, it's, it, I can imagine it's fantastic when you you come in and he's obviously had a fantastic welcome and hopefully he can get off to the, the best possible start. But if when things start turning bad, then that's really when you don't want to, to be pestered. But you've got to embrace it. You look at people, uh, you hear people speak, like Warren Barton, who was on Sky Sports News, dressed as sharply as ever. Love Warren Barton. Um, there, there's a guy who completely embraced it. Rob Lee was the same. There's been plenty of examples of, of, of guys coming from down south to to really embrace the culture in the northeast. Um, so you, you got to embrace it at the end of the day. So it, it is what it is. But time will tell. And if things are going bad, I'm sure he'll have his private booth in Nando's ready and waiting. Uncalled for. Um, <laughs> By the way, just 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 on that as well, because I want to have my fifty pence piece. He hates it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't Who? doesn't like um, Eddie Howe. He doesn't like the media put on him. He doesn't like getting heckled. He doesn't go out. Uh, if you look at all the news that he all he likes to do is he's a very much a family man. Doesn't like going out loads of places. So you won't see him in the Metro Centre. You won't see him in Allen Square. You'll be on the beach taking his dog for walk, and that'll be it. That's his life, and that's you've got to respect that. Um, he's not he's not one for like flashing cameras and oh get a selfie with me. He's, he's not going to be that type of guy. He doesn't go out for meals either. Is that a bad thing, Lee? No, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it can also be a good thing. You need your your way because obviously you remember he's at the club for twelve hours a day. You need his family time. He needs to to his escape is spend it with his kids. And it's not wrong for that. Kids and wife. And if he's got no friends, so be it. That is life away from football is family. I'm sure he's got friends. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Do you know what I mean? He's got his family and he likes yeah. his skate. That's his, that his private life and he wants to keep that private. And I totally respect that. Yeah. Uh, he did say it was a good time for the national break, which I think a lot of Newcastle fans would be echoing as well. Um, huge task ahead. The focus is on the very, very short term. So I'm sure he's not really looking much past Brentford. Um, even though you might have half an eye on the, the next three home games, as Sam mentioned, three massive home games. But his last sentence was, I have, have got an eye on the horizon. The horizon does look lovely, Sam, if everything goes to plan. Oh, doesn't it just? Yes, please. I challenge anyone not to have like dreamt about, in a couple of years' time, the... the the potential players we could be signing. I mean, you might not want to say it, but you've definitely thought about Haaland in a Newcastle shirt. There's no getting away from it. But look, the fact remains, as much as we all would genuinely love to get carried away, you can't look further past than than this season because we've had a horrendous start to the season. Um and it is going to be January is going to be so interesting. Remember how depressing Januarys normally are, and 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 as as mad as it sounds, I know we're, we're probably not going to loan Hamza Chowdhury, but we probably will get a couple of loans in. As mad as it sounds, because you don't want to, um, you don't want to be spending a lot to potentially fuck FFP up down down the line. But it's going to be it's going to just it's it's an exciting time whether it all goes tits up or not for the rest of the season that remains to be seen but at least things are exciting again yeah 100% Lee do you want to hear Eddie Howe talk about St James's Park oh yes go on it's going to be exciting when we play at Brentford yeah it was only the first time I've been here was 10 minutes ago and obviously not ever but as manager of Newcastle and it was an amazing feeling I can't describe it I think when you walk through the doors and you walk down the tunnel and you, you imagine bygone eras, previous players, previous managers, and the names connected with those, those walks down that tunnel, it's, I think it's incredible. And it's certainly brought a feeling that I've um, barely experienced in football. That was, that was interesting to hear as well because... 
he has mentioned he's only been to St. James's Park when Newcastle have played Bournemouth at St. James's Park. And I can remember a couple of games, um, Bournemouth actually winning 1-0 in the last minute, which was utterly depressing. But Newcastle, <laughs> yeah, that was hard. Remember, remember that fan came after the game, Lee, with that Bournemouth fan? Yeah, the old bloke, he was proper lovely to win one. He was saying, like, Newcastle will come good. And look at that, we've just turned into Bournemouth feeder club. <laughs> I know. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, but, Sam, incredible level of excitement, respect and interest of the team. That was really nice to hear. It's a new experience, but this is the quote. I think this is probably the big quote. And if you want to put this in as a graphic, I'd highly recommend it. Treat the club as it was my own family. That could go somewhere in the long run, I think. Yeah. That, I mean, saying all the right things, isn't it? I mean, how can you not get inspired now with everything that's happened in the last month or so at, at Newcastle? You go in through the players' entrance, you see the the bronze um, headstone of Sir Bobby, and walk on through and 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 see all the history there. And it's, it's I know there's still tacky Sports Direct signs up, but what I absolutely just it's the only sexually attractive stadium in the world, St. James's Park. So you can't not be inspired by the place. Um, Do you look at it? Yeah, I, I, just, I just hope it all goes well this season. What did you say? I missed that. You just missed it. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Keep going. <laughs> no, go on, share it with the group. I said, do you lick it? No, I've never. No, that would be COVID. Highly irresponsible. <laughs> highly you know, irresponsible. Find these weird people online who fall in love with buildings, lick them, and yeah, I just thought you might be one of them, Sam. <laughs> no, <clears throat> no, 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 not yet. Um, but so yeah, it, just hope it all goes well this season. And like like you said earlier, I can't wait for that Brentford game because it's going to be another one of those electric. You're right, Johnny. It's just going to be another one of those. I thought you said Bradford, not Brentford. <laughs> no, that's if it all goes wrong in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, the atmosphere is going to be electric. I can't wait to see what war flags have got in store. So, yeah, it's just it's, it's just all looking rosy again, isn't it? Despite being 19th in the league and a bit shit. Yeah, 100%. Um, last question on the take. Oh, I was going to say the takeover. Last question on the press conference. I've got a couple of other things I want to talk about while we're, um, we're still online because I'd like to hear your thoughts on a couple of other things while I've got you. Um, he said the right thing, the right things, Lee. He's on the training pitch. That Brentford game is massive. It's huge. What is the one thing, apart from the, the win, What's the biggest difference you want to see from an Eddie Howe side to a Steve Bruce side or a whoever Graham Jones side? I'm trying to be serious. I'm just laughing at that comment. <laughs> what was the question, Johnny? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, I just... Brentford, that was it. Brentford, right. Brentford is a big yeah. game. Yes, it is. It's interesting because if Eddie Howe plays like he did at Bournemouth, we're up against a team who will go up against us. And you've got Ivan Tony coming to tune, so it'll be interesting. They will attack us. So you could end up, if you want to put your bets on uh, Bile Sports there, you want to end up in a 3-2 or a 3-3 game because I think there will be goals and I think Newcastle's defence is leaky anyways, but I think you will see, I think you will, not so much results, but I think you will see things on the pitch when we're doing like the last word and match reaction. Differences that we haven't noticed so far this season, you'll find two or three things wow, wasn't that great? Wow, look at the left-back. You can actually defend. You know what I mean? We'll pick up things from the game thing. Bloody hell, Sean Longstaff can run with the ball. Who knew? You know, that kind of stuff. We'll pick that up. And so it'll be interesting. It is a big game. Yes, we're going to get points. That's more important than performance. But um, I kind of I, I want that game to come now because we're, we're in a good stage. You know, we've got new owners. We've got new manager. I want that game to be now. I want to go and play. I want to go. I want to go film. I want to do the last word. Let's go. Let's go. It's a good point, though. About like a player like Sean Longstaff, who's obviously regressed so much under Steve Bruce. Now's his time to to kind of prove himself as well. Well, he's um, contract see... down again. Yeah, ex- well, yeah, end of the season, isn't it? So <clears throat> this is a big, big, big six, seven months for 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 players like um, Sean Longstaff to see where he's at and whether he's the real deal. Which under Rafa, oh, wasn't he just? 
let's hope he is the real deal. Um, I'm going to mention Josh at the end of this stream because there's been some fantastic, uh, fantastic pictures and clips and all sorts of regards. Josh, who is one of our well-valued members of Newcastle Fans TV. I really want to talk about that in a couple of minutes. But one thing that was uh, mentioned and was really poignant, actually, was the next two inductees of the Newcastle United Hall of Fame. Main Sam very fortunately also has as well as, as interviewed a former Hall of Famer and Sir Les Ferdinand. So please go and watch those videos if you haven't done so before. Um, I'll mention Shay Given in a second, but the late Gary Speedley getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. But the one thing I want to say as well, I loved the, the actual video that they did for both of them in terms of going into the dugout and then just as you walk up the steps, all the highlights, I can't give the club any more praise than I'm saying now because I thought that was excellent. I really, really enjoyed those two videos and uh, highlights of two fantastic players from Newcastle United. One very, very sorely missing, Gary Speedman particularly. What a player. What a man. Um, and it's ironic that um, both of them are friends. Shea Given and Gary Speed. I'll get. I'll do a screen share in a moment with that. Uh, but obviously, I kind of play the video because of copyright. But I just and Sam remember as well. He, what a left peg, and people talk about his heading mm-hmm. ability as well. But he had a hell, hell of a left foot on him. Um, scored goals for fun. Scored a lot more goals before he came. It was actually Everton. I remember him scoring a hat trick in a seven-one win over Southampton. Just randomly, I remember that. And you know, he's friends with a lot of the first team as you look at Warren Barton. Was close with him, Shea Given, Steve Harper, Alan Shearer, Rob Lee. There was tons of senior play- players who used to sit around the table and he was friends with. And he's seen it when he passed away that there was several, even Bellamy. And Bellamy was a little shit. And Bellamy was upset as well. There were several that were, you know, in, not just off the pitch because he's done great stuff, but on the pitch, he was a class. What a player and sorely missed. And if he was still around to this very day, he'd be raising the toast for everyone tonight. Because well said, well said. Um, in regards to Shay Given, Sam, Newcastle's number one of all time, in my particular opinion. And to be appreciated like he was last night with that fantastic video again, which I'll mention, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It, 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 it was well-deserved for a man who was so, so good at Newcastle United. Some unbelievable saves at Newcastle one of the best shot stoppers we'll ever see. Um, yeah. Uh, don't play the video, Lee! <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, to briefly touch on your point, Johnny, yeah, the club's media team are on fire, like Grant Pringle on the socials, Dan King, Serena Taylor, Luke Vinton, Lee Marshall, there are, there are others, but yeah, absolutely flying. It's nice to see all them liberated at last. Um, but yeah, Shay Given... How many points did he save us back in the day? Like when things weren't like, I mean, obviously they're rosy compared to what they have been the last few years, but like under Sooness and um, Allardyce and just how many points did he save us just from pulling out absolute world is just, I mean, it, it still bothers me that he hasn't had a testimonial and that he left. He didn't give it another year to become our all-time record appearance holder because that would just sit perfectly. Um, and to think he was there from, like, 97 is, I mean, one of the <clears throat> just... It's just an absolute legend, isn't he? I mean, I know it's easy to say and the, the phrase is so over overused, but Shea Given, man, what a, what a player. Like, for, for Ireland as well and such amazing saves... Like obviously, Kevin the yeah. Kevin Phillips one usually takes the headlines, but there are so many more. Yeah, thoroughly deserved, and, and Gary Speed as well. Yeah, two men that are true, true legends of Newcastle. United. Proper, proper footballing men, professional, uh, but like that had a proper good personality about them as well. They're they're the type of people that you want to be around and want to surround yourself in a dressing room with. Yeah, proper, proper. Proper football. the best goalkeeper I've ever seen in Newcastle. In Newcastle, and I don't think the Debra- harsh on Lionel Perez. I don't think, De- yeah, just a tad, yeah. Matt Sells. I don't think uh, Debravka's anywhere near him. Anywhere near him. 
He's way ahead. He'd even crawled his best was no any Ashe given. No. Get the, get the comments in. Who do you think who's right, who's wrong? But I'm right. We'll, I'm right one, thing, one thing we'll all agree on. Brilliant decision by whoever decided to get those two into the Hall of Fame because they were certainly, certainly uh, appreciated by Newcastle fans from that certain era as well. Finally, we have to mention this. Uh, Josh Banyard, who I think literally everybody's been tweeting him recently. Um, as you can see, the video underneath um, in which he was talking about the Beer Game Changer campaign and his own personal experiences um, of mental health and how you know he was very close to taking his own life was, was Josh, but he's overcome these mental health difficulties. And you can see that picture on screen. What if I said to you, Sam, two months ago, three months ago, Josh would be getting an, an award with our new owners with all the tremendous work that he's done, I don't know what you would have said, would you? I'd have said, oh, fuck's sake, what's he done now? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, uh, th- th- oh, I'm so proud of him. Thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. What a, what a man that, that lad is. It's just... Thoroughly deserved. Can't speak highly enough of him, and um, so glad he's with us. And and the the WhatsApp group was pinging last night with pictures of him with Demba Bar, Amanda Staley, and, and Murdad, and um, St- uh, Steve Harper. There was there was there any more I've missed? There was there was loads Cochran, coming through. Yeah, there was loads. One there, Cochran, yeah, tons. Lee, you can't you couldn't be any more proud, could you? Yeah, and do you know what it is? He's had these issues and he had these troubles, but he's the first one that'll help you if you, you know, he puts himself inside because he's been through it. Um, he'll cherish these photos without a shadow of a doubt with the new owners. I mean, there's not many people who've got pictures and picking up awards as well. And he's great that he's part of NFTV, but he does things a lot for the big game danger campaign. He's gone through loads of shit himself, he's come to the other end and he still has his struggles. He still does. He admits that, you know, it is. He, he feels comfortable to admit it. That's what I like about it. But then he goes out and helps. So if you are struggling, you know, you can just drop in the Facebook inbox and Josh will be the first one to help you. You'll, in fact, he'll, he'll insist that he helps you and he'll get you on the big game changer campaign. It's important that we talk about men's mental health. Yes, it's a stigma. Yes, it doesn't do tons and tons of views on YouTube. But at the end of the day, we did a charity quiz earlier on this year. Josh told his story. And we'll probably do another one and help that and push that because at the end of the day, saving lives is more important than watching 22 men kick a football. The one thing I took out of um, from what uh, Josh has been campaigning is when we played Sunderland and that... Um, well, that's not Josh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Um, the one thing I took out of it, Lee, if you remember, do you remember the presentation before we played Sunderland at the, the Academy of Life and... Um, he was very open, very honest about his particular struggles and knew so much information. And obviously, it was, it was a room where it was 99% blokes in the room and everyone listened intently and were very, very intrigued and wanted to know more, which was great. And plus, what a performance in that game against Sunderland, that 3-2 win. Great performance at the back as well. So uh, it was a good day all round, but I, I definitely didn't take that for granted in the, at the beginning when he was talking that, uh, about the Beer Game Changer campaign, which, again, we've done some great stuff with over the last uh, couple of months as well. So a big shout-out to everybody at the foundation, and Steve Baharrell in particular. Um, I think we'll try and wrap it up here, actually. Uh, Mr Mulner, good times coming up, hopefully. I was just looking at how sharp Josh was dressed there. He's- Look at a million dollars. Um, yeah, that off. Hey, who's he pinched that off? Um, yeah, good times. Let the good times roll if we if we beat Brentford. Um, it, it's going to be a very interesting um first 10 games before before we hit January, and obviously, December isn't looking the kindest. Um, so it's important to pick up these points here and there, but it, it, I can't wait to see. Um, the subtle changes and and what Eddie Howe is going to bring to 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 Newcastle United. It's it's going to be really interesting and yeah, really really looking forward to it now. Lee, finally, excited, nervous, but it's the managerial ride that we needed. Yeah, I'm all for Eddie Howe. I said it. 
Um, delight that through the door. Um, I find it fascinating. Reminds me of like uh, James Bond, the way he was dressed today. Um, I cannot wait for it. We've got um, just a quick before wrap, but we've got plenty of videos. I think you two are pl planning one or two videos yourselves. I won't give that away. And there's plenty of uh, Brandon, if you like the crazy Dutchman as well. So you'll see a lot of him uh, in the next few days or so because it's international break. Nobody likes it. It's awful. So we've still got plenty of content on both channels. We certainly do. And the week on Saturday, we do take on Brentford. Go on, Sam. Yeah, just shout out for everyone uh, watching. Um, sub like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts to the Greenwood and Mulliner show on Newcastle Fans TV. Me and Johnny interview a, a person every week. We've had Stephen Taylor on recently, War Flags, uh, more. Johnny, help me. Stephen Carr. There's, there's a list on my website. You can see all the names, and they're, they're pretty staggering. Yeah, yeah, so nice leave a five-star review on iTunes, please. <laughs> nice plug. Um, yeah, so we have got Brentford next Saturday. Three o'clock kickoff. Should be fantastic. War flags have got some great plans. And I'm sure the 52,000 fans will give Eddie Howe one of the biggest round of applause, bigger receptions that St. James's Park hasn't seen for a long, long time. Hopefully he can deliver us three points. Please like this video. We are so close. Believe it or not, to 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are less than 200 away from 30,000 subscribers. Can we get there before Brentford? That would be a nice little present, wouldn't it? We can get three points as well. That would be even better. Big thanks to Boyle Sports. Like and subscribe to Newcastle Fans TV. And we'll see you all very soon. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV.